Hello everyone, um, I'm Demetrius, just me today, and uh, I have uh, prepared some sort of video essay slash podcast on my own, it's a surprise, the others don't know it, uh, about the WRC 2003 season. Why have I done this? Well, I don't know, but I just love this season so much, and I don't have enough time to make a blog post that I would be happy with the quality of, so I decided to make this sort of, not podcast, not video essay, just treat, if you if you must treat this like an audiobook entry where I just waffle about the 2003 season, I think that's fine. Um, so, first of all, uh, let's start with context behind the 2003 season and why I think it's the best season that, that ever was. There's not going to be anything better than that. So, yeah, just deal with it. People say 2017 was better. In my opinion, it was not. 2018, it was not. 1998, no. 2001, close, but no. So, yeah, let's get into stuff. So, at first, let's start with the teams. Unlike modern-day WRC, where we have two and a half manufacturers, in 2003 we had Peugeot, Ford, Subaru, Hyundai, Skoda, and Citroen. If you are good at maths, you would count that these are six, which is double what we have now. We were due to have seven, but uh, Mitsubishi withdrew from 2003 to focus on building the 2000, the car that they'd use in 2004-2005, and after that they'd leave permanently. But what they did do is they did some guest appearances uh, in some rallies with uh, Christian Solberg, Alistair McRae and Yanni Parsonen in uh, Sweden, New Zealand and Germany if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, th that's all you're getting uh, about Mitsubishi in this video. If you're a Mitsubishi fan, sorry to say, you'll have to watch another one. So, these are the teams, but we haven't talk talked about the drivers. Peugeot had uh, what l Peugeot had statistically probably the best lineup if you started watching in 2000. Marcus Gronholm won the 2000 and 2002 titles and Richard Burns won the 2001 title, so they had the last three championship winners. And for the third car, they had arguably the best tarmac driver uh, in the championship at that point, Gilles Panizzi and Harry Rovambera, who was a gravel and snow expert, which I would call the old reliable. In second was Ford, in second place in the manufacturers last year, I should mention. Ford um, uh, did not have their key drivers from the 2002 lineup that brought them into second place in the constructors. Colin McRae and Carlos Sainz were both gone. They retained their third driver, Marco Martin, uh, and they also signed uh, Francois Duval who was in the Junior WRC in 2002 with uh, a Ford Puma S1600. And they also had uh, Mikko Hevenen, who did some rallies in the old Focus, and Yari Matiladvala, who did some rallies in the old Focus as well. 
uh, when I say the old Focus, all Ford, all Fords uh, were the 2002 Focus. They didn't have the rear wing, etc. It was the old 2000 to 2002 Focus. The new car was brought in in New Zealand, and we'll see what happened during the video. After Ford, we had Subaru, Peter Solberg, Tommy Mackinnon, two cars, end of, no changes in the lineup after 2002. Hyundai. Hyundai were in dipshit at that point. Um, uh, Modspot uh, development. Think MSDV, if I remember correctly, that was the team that was making the cars for Hyundai. They, were, they had arguments with... Uh, with the main Hyundai management, uh, with in terms of budget, etc., 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 the results were not good, and uh, no development was really had. They developed the WSC3 variant of the Accent, which was not great. Uh, wasn't even a step forward to the WSC2 version, and uh, yeah, they were backmarkers for as many rounds as they did. They had Armin Svoj and Freddy Loics and some guest appearances from UC Valimaki, Justin Dale, who did one round, and uh, Manfred Stoll, who we fondly remember for being a great privateer in 2005 and 2006. Maybe 2007, but mostly 2005-2006. And we have Skoda, who was arguably the slowest team out of the bunch. Um, Skoda started the season with the Octavia. The car may have been a tank, but it weighed as much as a tank, so results were also not great. Uh, they were due to uh, bring the Fabia WSC mid-season. They did do that, but it was slow and unreliable, which led to them doing a part-time season in 2004, trying to fix whatever the fuck was wrong with the Fabia. Something that they did not do, <laughs> and even in 2004 and 2005, the Fabia was pretty ass. Despite that, they still managed to re to sign uh, Didi Oriol, the 1990... 1994? Yeah, 1994 World Champion. Uh, why was Didi Oriol there? I have no idea. Honestly. Not a clue. And Tony Gardemeister, who must have been crying in his room with all the cars that he had to drive because he drove the Octavia, the Fabia, the Seat Cordova and later he'd also drive the Suzuki SX4 so rotten luck for him and we also saw Janko uh, Pecky in some rallies if I'm not mistaken and the final team that we're going to see in 2003 is Citroen now, you may ask yourself, if you remember, I said uh, uh, Colin McRae and um, Carlos Sainz both left Ford for 2003. Where did they go? Well, they went to Citroën, actually. Colin McRae, Carlos Sainz and Sebastian Loeb were the Citroën lineup. Names that you hear, you hear this lineup in your head and you're like, how is this possible? You have three of the best drivers ever at the same team, and you're like, wow, this surely ended well. It did, but not for everyone. We also saw Philippe Bugalski in some rallies, and Daniel Sola as a reward for winning JWRC in 2002, if I'm not mistaken. 
Some either privateer entries that are worth mentioning? Are there any? Not from the top of my head. No, no. I mean, Panizzi did some some rallies in the like a fourth car uh, in for gravel events, but yeah, apart from that, I don't think there's anything notable to talk about. So let's get into the season. Um, the first round of the 2003 season was obviously Monte Carlo. No heads were dropped just yet. And uh, Monte Carlo, if you are um, a kid in the 2003 season, you just woke up, it's Thursday and you're going to see Monty. Not Thursday, I think it was Friday. Anyway, uh, you're like, okay, I'm expecting Peugeot to win this. You'd be wrong, actually. You'd be very wrong. Marcus Granholm was very strong early on, broke his suspension. Uh, Gio Panizzi retired, actually, because he was feeling ill. Uh, Richard Burns admittedly has never been that great on tarmac. So, all three Peugeots are out of the picture. So, maybe it was Mackinen who won in 2002 and had... A lot of wins in Monte Carlo, he was very good at the tricky conditions. Was not him. Solberg, also not him. Francois Duval, maybe. Well, I'd have to ask you, why are you thinking of Francois Duval? <laughs> why was... <laughs> anyway, it was actually an event dominated by Citroen. It was a Citroen 1-2-3, with the least, the least experienced driver, Sebastian Loeb, winning his second ever rally. Sebastian Loeb was... Well, let's say he won Monte Carlo 2002, but it was taken away from him because Citroen did some iffy business with tyres. And he also won Germany 2002, so he, was, he, he looked like a very strong driver heading into the future, but no one could predict how dominant and how quick he would be in the very near future. So Sebastian Leb won, with Colin McRae second and Carlos Sainz in third. A Citroen 1-2-3 in their first ever full season in the WRC, which is absolutely mental. This is, not even Volkswagen did that uh, in their first event, mainly because Leb and Citroen were still vaguely strong. Uh, like, the, this, set, this set the bar for what I like to say that 2003 was a transitional season of sorts. Because I, I, I imagine in my head that 1997-ish to 2002-ish is one separate season, where, not separate season, sorry, a separate era, where you have uh, Markinen, Sainz, uh, McRae, Granholm, Burns, etc. That's their era. You can't take it away from them. It's them. They're one, two, three, four, five, etc., etc., etc. Fighting for wins, fighting for podiums. That's it. 2003 is a transitional era from where we see Sainz, McRae, and Mackinen step down. And you see other drivers like Solberg, Loeb, Martin. Gronholm was still there, so Gronholm. It's a transitional era. We see... Old guy, the old guy step away, and we see the the younglings take a step forward. I should also mention, I forgot to mention, uh, 2003 also saw a new point system. 
uh, in 2002 we had the top six scoring points 10 6 4 3 2 1 and in 2008 we had 10 8 6 5 4 3 2 1 which gave us a very close championship because there's tight margins between first second and third in terms of points so sweden sweden Leib was cleaning the road did not go great for him still scored like two points but yeah it's snow and it's his first or second i think second event in snow it didn't go great but that's to be expected i don't think anyone expected Leib to do great they just thought of Leib as tarmac meister he's going to do great there um who did steal uh, the limelight was actually Marcus Grönholm, who, after his retirement in, uh, not retirement, just no no score in Monte Carlo, he won the event. We know that uh, Grönholm's favorite events were fast gravel or fast snow, so he won the event. But in second, it was actually Tommy Mackinen, which was arguably his last good rally. I'd, I'd say that, yeah, arguably his last good rally with Subaru. And in third, there was Richard Burns, again, ever consistent, the Elfin Evans of 2003, because Richard Burns was just like third, fourth, fifth, second, like, not setting the world alight with his pace, but having that great consistency. And uh, what else is notable to mention? Uh... Uh, Carlos Sainz um, uh, hit a snowbank and uh, filled his um, Citroen with uh, snow and had to stop and swipe it away, which cost him a lot of time and he ended up without points. So after Sweden, uh, we have Gronholm and McRae leading the championship. You're thinking, wow. <laughs> This is going to be a great season, 2002, blah, 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 McRae in a new car uh, versus Gronholm, who is in a not-that-developed 206 because they're transitioning from the 206 to the 307 in 2004, which was very... It went swimmingly well, actually. Not really. So we head to Turkey. Turkey, first time we've ever gone to Turkey. And... Uh, all hell breaks loose, basically. Leb was doing good. Ran out of fuel in the road section because Daniel Elena told him, uh, go right, but actually they were meant to go left. So the car ran out of fuel and they retired. Solberg also retired. Which, as you, like, right now it does not seem important, but as things continue, it is very important. Uh, the rally was actually won by... Um, Carlos Sainz, who got his first win for Citroën, Richard Burns was in second, and Francois Duval got his first ever podium in the old Ford. This is where the myth of Francois Duval starts, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the legend is being born. Colin McRae was fourth. Colin McRae's season in 2003, so let's get it out of the way. It was... Um, it peaked very early and went downhill quite fast because after his second in Monte Carlo he failed to get a podium at any of the following events. Uh, anything else that's worth mentioning in uh, Turkey? Rough conditions, there was also some 
no, yeah, not really worth mentioning anything else. So let's head to one of the best rallies in the history of the WRC, Rally New Zealand. In New Zealand, um, Gronholm won. He was so dominant that he rolled and still won. He rolled on his side and had the fans say, had the fans go and flip him to the correct position. Still won the rally. Absolutely great. Richard Burns was second. Burns has a love affair with New Zealand. His last ever win in, in the WSC was New Zealand 2001. Uh, Carlos Sainz uh, went off into a ditch and did not score any points. Peter Solberg got his first good result of the season in third. Lerb showed that he can have vague pace on gravel by finishing fourth. And yeah, that's it. Props to Gardemeister for finishing fifth in the bloody Skoda. And uh, Alison McRae got the most points any Mitsubishi Lancer WRC ever got, uh, ever, by finishing sixth. He got three points. Now, Argentina. Rough gravel. You'd expect some chaos, sort of like Turkey. Uh, that mm, sort of happened. I forgot to mention. New Zealand, we also saw the new Ford Focus WC 2003. The new Focus set the stages alight. That's because it was very fast. <laughs> but it also set itself alight, <laughs> meaning it was... Um, Marco Martin was leading early on and um, got an engine failure. And Deval is just not great on fast gravel, so he finished outside of the points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah. Argentina, same thing. Martin was leading early on. Engine. It is what it is. Ford figured it out to the on the second half of the season. And also, I must mention, that RS livery, the 2003 Focus had for that round in New Zealand. It was so, so pretty. One of my favorite liveries of all time. Colin McRae's car catched on fire, caught fire. Yay, <laughs> I guess. Gronholm won, Carlos Sainz was second, continuing with his Carlos Sainz. I will finish second and uh, that's fine with me. Richard Burns third, again, consistency, consistency, consistency. Yeah, that's all. And now we head to Acropolis. Rally Acropolis. I think the the rally gods, as we were heading to the rally of the gods, as it's called, decided that it was time for Ford and Marco Martin to have their day. That's exactly what happened. Marco Martin was very, very, very fast throughout the event. Not even a, a bonnet uh, getting a bit loose and into the into the windshield stopped him. He drove blind and uh, won the rally. Nothing could stop Martin. Or Ford on that rally. Uh, Carlos Sainz was again second. Carlos Sainz has had a love affair with Greece. Uh, he won his first rally there. His final rally in the WRC was in Greece, in Acropolis. And second, you know. And Peter Solberg also finished third to get his second podium of the season. Richard Burns was fourth. It was his uh, second rally of the podium in. Uh, Two, four, six events. So, very consistent as always. Leb had uh, suffered his second retirement in a row. 
and uh, couldn't, couldn't wait for Germany to come in the future rounds. And the three, the triple header of Sanremo, uh, Corsica and Catalonia, because these, these are all tarmac and he'd probably won all of them. So we head to Cyprus. Cyprus is Greece's uh, little brother or sister, depending on how you look at things. But it's quite a, a different road surface. Uh, we saw in 2002 a lot of cars rolling on the tight airpins. Uh, it's a very slow rally as opposed to Greece being quite technical. And it was definitely a challenge. Peter Solberg got his first win of the season uh, in uh, Cyprus. Richard Burns, Marco Martin, Marcus Grönholm, Tommy Maginen all retired. That's how chaotic it was, that's how rough Rally Cyprus was. And uh, Sebastian Loeb got his first ever podium on gravel, finishing third in Cyprus. And in second was Harry Rovambera, who had a good rally. Also possibly his last good rally for Persia, come to think of it. So, as things stood after Rally Cyprus, are we at the mid-season break-ish? Yes, we are. As things stood after Rally Cyprus, uh, the championship standings were Richard Burns was leading the championship, 37 points, despite his DNF. Carlos Sainz was second, 36 points. Marcus Granholm, third, 30 points. Peter Solberg in fourth, 29 points. And in fifth, Sebastian Loeb, 23. So we have the top five separated by 14 points, which is a win and a bit. And in the manufacturers, we have Peugeot, 81 points, uh, 8 ahead of Citroen, who had 73. It looked like it would be a French civil war, basically, because Subaru was 47 points. Mackinac had a horrible season, absolutely horrible season. It was only Solberg who was carrying the team forwards. And Ford had 43, because mechanical issues, Francois Duval was also being quite shit, if we're honest. And in 5th was Skoda, with 20 as we head to the second half of the season with Adak Rally Deutschland, Germany. Um, you wouldn't be surprised if I told you that Sebastian Loeb won that one. Sebastian Loeb was the king of Germany from 2002 to 2012, where he retired. Only Sebastian Ogier and Pesky Michelin could rob him of a win in 2011. Period. Sebastian Loeb won. Marcus Grönholm was in second. Grönholm in 2002 and 2003 was actually very fast in Germany. Richard Burns as well in 2002. And in 2003 as well because he, f he finished third. Colin McRae was in fourth. Uh, and in fifth was Marco Martin. Uh, Peter Solberg was 8th, because he was never that great on tarmac, and the Pirelli ties were also, were also never that great on tarmac. Carlos Sainz had multiple spins, struggled in the tricky conditions, and finished 6th. And yeah, that's really all there is to Germany. There were some great roads, I love Rally Germany, there's nothing else to say. And now we head to the big one, the Gravel Grand Prix, Rally Finland. Uh, in Finland, uh, Marcus Grönholm was leading the rally, unsurprisingly, but he hit a stone 
broke his suspension and had to retire. Jairo Vampera was also doing great. Went off, massive off, also retired. So you had the two big fins. Makina was just, like, semi-retired at this point. He was doing guest drives. But that's how bad his 2003 was. So we have the two big fins out. So this means there's going to be young blood that's going to win Rally Finland. Was it going to be Solberg? Was it going to be Marco Martin? Was it going to be Lerb? Not quite yet. Uh, was it going to be McRae maybe? McRae isn't quite young blood, but you get what I mean. There's going to be a fresh face winning Finland. Well, Marco Martin won. The Ford was flying. He was doing great. Basically, it's like a home rally for the Estonians in Finland. In fact, now that I say this, there's been more uh, rally Estonia, uh, more rally Finlands won by fin by Estonians than there is uh, rally Estonians won by Estonians in the WRC. Obviously, obviously, I am quite I'm a bit messing with my data, but it's fine. In second was Peter Solberg, who snatched second place away from Burns in the final stages of the rally. Uh, the Citroens of uh, Leban size did okay-ish, 4th and 5th. Um, McRae found a tree and he hugged it very tight and he retired. And yeah, after Finland, I should also say, um, I think the new regulations were... Um, the new regulations were announced after Finland where they said that teams cannot have more than two cars in 2004 which meant Citroen was going to have to ditch one of their star drivers, whether that would be Sainz or McRae, because, let's be honest, if Luke is doing as well as he is doing in his second season, there's no way you're dropping him. So, yeah, same thing also went for Peugeot. Panizzi and or Rovambara would be heading out. Maybe Burns and Subaru, because there were also rumors. McRae uh, uh, and also Mackinnon announced his retirement after Finland. So now we head to Australia. Perth was the be the best uh, base for Rally Australia. End of. There's nothing worth uh, discussing there. It was uh, uh, Rally Australia was a great fight. It's the it's that it's the thing I said. It's a transitional season, and that's what we we mostly saw in the second half, because Peter Solberg and uh, Sebastian Loeb battle for the win on day two. Um, uh, <clears throat> Leb was leading, Solberg snatched the lead back, Leb snatched it back, and then Solberg won the next stage by 15 seconds, if I remember correctly, and then cruised to the end with a big lead and won. It was a great battle on that Sunday. Richard Burns, third, his third consecutive podium in third as well. McRae was fourth, and in fifth was uh, Sainz. Marco Martin also got disqualified. I don't remember why. I don't remember why at the moment. That's fine. So after Rally Australia, uh, we had the standings. The standings looked like this. Uh, Richard Burns, 55 points, still leading the championship. Despite not having a win to his name, podiums and consistency brought him there. Peter Solberg, 48. Carlos Sainz, also 48. 
Solbeck's ahead uh, due to his win at podiums. Sebastian Loeb was in fourth, 45, 10 points away behind Burns with three tarmac rounds to go. And Marcus Grönholm was in fifth with 38 points. Grönholm had a very, very stupid retirement in uh, Rally Australia where he just, in a hairpin left, he cut a bit too much, got into the um, like sort of a mini hill that forms when you have an uphill hairpin and just plunked it there. That was his end of his championship beat effectively. In the Manufacturer's Championship, as I said, it's a two-horse race, so there's no point in talking about Subaru, Ford, etc. It was a dead heat between Peugeot and Citroën, 110 points for both. So, Sanremo. In my opinion, uh, Sanremo, Corsica and Catalonia, this triple header of Tarmac, was maybe one of my favorite triple headers that there's ever been like in the history of the WC. Also, I was born after Rally Australia, so I graced the world with my presence. Not that it's important for this video, but I don't know. Fun. Sebastian Loeb won in San Remo. Um, Gilles Panizzi <laughs> showed everyone that he's still very, very good on tarmac. Finished second. And Marco Martin finished in third. Uh, Carlos Sainz was fourth, Richard Burns. This is um, what many people... Uh, it's not It's not quite a clear-cut, but this is what many people speculate or theorize that this is where um, Richard Burns' um, cancer started really sh uh, showing its presence and affecting him because after his three consecutive podium finishes, uh, things really went downhill because he finished 7th in uh, San Remo, 8th in Catalonia and crashed in the on the final day of Rally Catalonia. So, yeah, and it's a bit silly to say, oh, it was Tarmac, he wasn't good on Tarmac, because in Germany he was third. I know different rallies, I agree, but even if you see in Monty, he was fifth. So, make of that what you will. Anyway, it's a very, very, very big shame. Um, now, heading to Catalonia. In Catalonia, Peter Solberg, who had retired in San Remo, um, suffered a crash uh, in the pre-event shakedown, and it was not clear uh, if he was going to be able to, uh, to compete in the rally, because... Um, well, his car has, was smashed. The Super Mechanics worked hard and had the car ready for the first day of the rally. Uh, again, Solberg uh, had the gearbox problems on day one. The Mechanics manager changed the gearbox in 20 minutes, set the car home, back to uh, do day two. Lev was leading in Koska, home rally, a rally. Famously, in two years' time, he would win all the stages of, which is <laughs> unheard of. No one's done it, uh, apart from Martin Sesks in uh, Rally Lepaya in 2022, which is va-va-voom. But Solberg, the damage had already been done to Solberg's rally. He was all the way down in 8th, 
uh, at the end of day one. And uh, Leb was leading with a narrow lead ahead of Francois Duval, who had a bit of a coming of age this rally, stopped uh, being v very slow compared to Marco Martin and uh, was actually showing decent pace on tarmac, something that he didn't really show in San Remo, Germany, or Monty for that matter. But on day two and three, it began to rain. And the Pirelli, the only thing that was good about the Pirelli tires was the fact that they were good on wet tarmac. And Solberg, took the correct tire call to those wets and was blisteringly fast. Leb did a mistake, slid off the road and on the edge of a cliff. The fans tried to push him back on the road, but he lost too much time and finished 13th. Um, Solbeck's tire gamble was so great that on the final three stages of Corsica, the first day in stage 10, 12 seconds faster than Martin. Uh, stage 11, uh, he was 3 seconds faster than Martin, but crucially he was very fast compared to the other guys. And on stage 12, 9 seconds faster than Tommy Mackin and his teammate who also had the same tyre. And 17 faster than Martin, getting the lead on the final stage of the day. And after that... Playing cruising to the end, helped by his uh, Pirelli tires and his skill, let's, let's be real, he would win his first and only uh, Tarmac Rally. Sainz finished in second in the end, passing Duval on the final stage. Kronholm was fourth, McRae was fifth, Panizzi sixth, Magin in seventh, and as I said, Richard Burns was in eighth. Now we head to Catalonia. Catalina was also a quite similar story to Corsica. Leb was leading early on. Uh, closest challenger was uh, Marco Martin. Yeah, Marco Martin, I think. On the final day, shit turned on its head. But the Solberg also benefited from uh, his Pirelli ties again. Wet did a, didn't. Uh, uh, Went out and did good times. Finished 5th instead of 8th, I think it was. Uh, and who also benefited from a correct tire call was Gilles Benizzi. Gilles Benizzi was uh, roughly a minute behind, if I remember correctly, uh, heading into the final day. Absolutely blistering pace on the wets, correct tire, and passed Leb on the final stage to get his last ever win. And the Peugeot 206s final win. Leb was second, Marco Martin was in third. So now let's head into the finale in Wales. The championship standings were, listen closely, Leb was first, 63 points, equal on points with Carlos Sainz, who also had 63, obviously. In third was Peter Solberg, one point behind Leb and Sainz, Burns was in 4th, 58 points, so 5 points behind, it's Wales, it's his home rally, he could win this. And in 5th was Marco Martin, who did not have a shot at the title. And Citroën was also leading the manufacturers 5 points ahead of Peugeot. 
So, yeah, heading to the finale. Very unfortunate thing happened on the Reiki. Uh, Richard Burns blacked out during the Reiki and um, had to withdraw for medical reasons. Medical reasons. So, yeah, quite sad. We all know what happened afterwards. I don't need to mention it. It's a massive shame. But, yeah. At this point, it was common knowledge that Colin McRae would not be in the Citroen lineup in uh, 2004, as uh, McRae was the slowest out of the three Citroen drivers. Um, but he decided to have a good time and uh, was actually decently fast in um, in Wales. Same goes to Tommy Mankinen, who was also fast. I think a lot of pressure was relieved from him, uh, knowing that it would be his final rally and he could enjoy driving. He he didn't have to wrestle with a car, blah, 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 blah. The first title contender to go off was Carlos Sainz. He went off on the first day and it was now a two-horse race. Sebastian Loeb was leading. Um, and uh, he was caught by Peter Solberg. Uh, Peter Solberg after that led. Now that's where um, Citroen allegedly, let's say, but it's pretty certain that they did. They told Loeb to back off to uh, ensure that the team would win the Manufacturers' Championship and not risk him going off. Uh, because if he went off, that would mean that um, Peugeot would be the the, the, the manufacturer's champions for uh, 2003. So Leb backed off, not knowing if this would be his only chance at the world title that would go away. And Peter Solberg won and won his first and last ever world championship. Super is last. And yeah, Tommy Mikinen was on the podium, Leb was second, McRae was fourth. And Francois Duval was fifth. So in the end, the championship looked like this. Uh, Peter Solberg won by one point over Leb. Carlos Sainz was in third, no points scored, so still 63. Burns 58, Marco Martin 49, and Citroen in the manufacturers won the title, their first ever title, 15 points ahead of Peugeot on their first full year as well. Some other notable things that happened during the season that I did not mention is um, uh, Hyundai withdrawing uh, because of, um, well, a combination of the car being very shit and Hyundai not giving Motorsport Development any money. Uh, the plan was for them to return in 2006 with a new car for a full season, etc. That never happened. Motorsport development afterwards when they did the Opel Corsa S2000, which also was basically a stillborn project. You can still find uh, Opel S2000 in um, in Vedomias in uh, Rally Finland. That's where it's. That's a very notable place where it's still run. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, you you heard me speak a lot 
a lot during this uh, thing, let's say. That's because um, there were a fuck ton of rallies in the calendar. We had um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 rallies on the calendar. And those would get even more for 2004 because uh, they became 16, which is unbelievable <laughs> in... Uh, <laughs> In uh, in how we see the sport today, uh, uh, the calendar was absolutely brilliant. Maybe the only difference, like if you took away Turkey and replaced it with Safari and Cyprus with Portugal, I think this would be a calendar that is eye eye wateringly good. Uh, f five different drivers led the championship at one point: Solberg, Leb, Sainz. Burns, Kronholm and McRae, so six. Uh, Solberg never led the championship until his win in Wales. We had Solberg, Loeb, Sainz, Martin, Kronholm and Panizzi all winning rallies. And we also had a whopping like 11 different podium finishes, which is... It's impressive to hear, but... It's been replicated uh, and even beaten into 2018 and 2017. What's also worth mentioning is the absolute, like, stacked grid of drivers that we had in 2003. Solberg won championship. Leb would go on to win nine championships. Sainz, two championships. Burns, one championship. Marco Martin, if it wasn't for that fateful day in um, Wales, he would have been very, very good. Marcus Granholm, two championships, could have could have won more. Colin McRae could have won more than one if he had brains. Tommy Maginen, four. Francois Duval, decent on tarmac, let's say. Gilles Panizzi, the best tarmac driver in everyone's hearts. Harry Rovampera. If it wasn't for having to drive shit cars he would also be very good he sh in 2001 he was very close to marcus gronholm in the overall standings despite not doing the full season tony gardemeister very underrated dd oriel a champion and you'd also have uh, drivers like miko Heavenen and yari matilatalen taking their baby steps towards the wrc so yeah this has been the story of the 2003 season. Let me know if you'd like more Dimitri's Rumbles, let's say. I just came up with it. Where I just rumble about something about the WSC. And yeah, um, see you on the next one if there is one. Take care.